0: is Watch Jerusalem.
1: Hello and welcome back to Watch Jerusalem. I'm your host Brent Naktagal. I am here in Jerusalem, Israel this August 8th. Thank you very much for joining me. On today's program, we will be covering two discoveries in the world of biblical archaeology, one that was released to the public or made, let's say, back in 2019. And this is a seal impression or bulla that relates to a biblical figure in the book of Isaiah and also the book of Kings, somebody that was very instrumental in the life of King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah. This was a seal impression discovered back in the 2014 season at Tel Lachish. That's coming up in the second half of today's program. The first half we'll be discussing the earthquake that took place during the days of Amos, the prophet Amos, the mid-8th century, it's recorded in the book of Amos. Amos chapter 1 talks about that in the very first verse. And also the book of Zechariah discusses this earthquake. It was that powerful. Uh, And we have, for the first time, archaeological evidence discovered of it in Jerusalem. Really, I don't know if it is the first time. I, I probably doubt that. Um, however, it's been reporting as such. Nevertheless, it's important uh, to discuss this, this discovery which took place on the eastern part of the city of David, the ancient city of Jerusalem. We'll get to that in a second. But before I get to that, I do want to mention our latest edition of the Watch Jerusalem print magazine. This is a free magazine that can be sent to you wherever you are in the world. It comes out six times a year. We focus on biblical archaeology, discoveries in the world of biblical archaeology and biblical history, as well as news from the Middle East. Uh, So it's about a 50-50, sometimes more on one side, sometimes more on the other in the print magazine. Uh, However, our latest issue really did focus on the life, work, and impact of the late Dr. Lot Mazar. She, of course, died earlier this year. I think it was May 25th. Uh, when she died, we've got a, a long history of working right alongside her. We're even helping out with some of the post-excavation uh, work that continues, the publishing work that will continue at Hebrew University. There's a lot that still needs to come out from her excavations, her last of which took place in 2018. And so we, with our close relationship with her, we did want to dedicate this entire edition of the Watch Jerusalem magazine to Dr. Mazar and her discovery specifically in Jerusalem. Of course, she excavated elsewhere. She excavated up in the north uh, west of Israel at the Phoenician site of Aksiv and um, just a five kilometers or so, or so from the, the border, uh, the modern-day border with Lebanon. We didn't really cover that in this issue. We just wanted to focus on Jerusalem because of her discoveries. Going back to the, the mid-'80s, as far as when she was directing excavations all the way through till 2018, um, I think we have about a dozen discoveries of hers of biblical import. Uh, and so you'll want to get an issue, uh, get this issue of our magazine. If you email letters at watchjerusalem.co.il, letters at watchjerusalem.co.il, we'll make sure. And you request this uh, issue, we'll make sure you get a copy of it. Um, you can also sign up, of course, for, for a full subscription, free subscription to our magazine. It's always free. We're never going to charge any money for it. It is in the public service. Um, <clears throat> you will miss the, the print date, I suppose, for this magazine that we've sent to the printer last week. Um, however, we'll make sure that you get a copy if you are specifically for this as well. So please don't miss that. Avail yourself of it. We do it for free because we wanted this information to get into as many hands as possible, uh, particularly, I would say, into the hands of Israelis that are unaware of the significant uh, discoveries related to their history, uh, the history of this, this nation, this people, uh, going back 3,000 years in Jerusalem. And there's going to be a lot more to say about excavations in Jerusalem, a lot more to say about uh, discoveries that will be made in the future uh, related to the 10th century um of 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 uh 10th century bce the monarchy united monarchy of david and solomon it's real it exists um doesn't matter if you're familiar with uh archaeological talk and those people in israel that especially some really prominent archaeologists that have trained many in the next generation to discount uh because of a lack of evidence as they would see it of the biblical account from the period of David and Solomon in Jerusalem, you don't need to regard that. Most of those people have never excavated in Jerusalem, but they have very strong opinions, very loud voices. But the evidence has come out and will come out and continues to come out to really uh, make sure that those scholars don't hijack, hijack the academic discussion based on evidence of what's coming out of the ground in Jerusalem in archaeological excavations, and so we will stick to our guns, uh, confirming the 10th century in Jerusalem and not allow scholars to radically redate uh, proof or evidences the evidences that we are used as proof to date buildings. Um, and uh, we will continue uh, to make sure that those discoveries come to the public as best we can. So these first two discoveries now, or the two discoveries I'd like to talk about, one was written up on August 4th, so just a few days ago, by one of our, writer, one of our archaeological writers, Christopher Eames. And this is, is entitled, Evidence of Amos's Earthquake Discovered in Jerusalem. I'll read you the first couple of paragraphs, and then I'm going to cut across to a, 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 a video that was produced by the Israeli Antiquities Authority um, that talks to the archaeologists that were excavating at this site. Quoting Chris now, Archaeologists working on the eastern slope of the city of David have revealed what they believe to be remains of a catastrophic 8th century BCE earthquake described in the Bible. The Israeli Antiquities Authority excavation directors, Joe, Dr. Joe Uziel and Otel uh, Chalaf, or Chalaf, or Chalaf, uncovered a wall and a series of buildings with remains dating to the 8th century BCE, The remains exhibited clear signs of a destruction event, smashed pottery, including bowls, jars, and lamps, as well as scattered utensils, even the complete skeleton of a piglet, which had been crushed alive. As the surrounding building walls collapsed. However, unlike uh, with the destruction brought on by military evasion, there was no burn layer. Or remains of weaponry. Indeed, the Bible makes no mention of Jerusalem being conquered throughout the eighth century B.C.E. It does, however, make mention of another destruction destruction event entirely—an earthquake. And what's interesting, in some ways, about this—I mean, we don't know for sure—but Chris wrote an article about, and we discussed this. I think it was uh, two weeks ago about this piglet that was found in this excavation, and it was uh, it died for some reason. Uh, and Chris actually opined in that article and he related the destruction of this building uh, to the earthquake. You can go back and read that. That was the this, this two weeks ago. And then it comes out this week. You have the archaeologists having a, a, a new press release and it's all about the earthquake. It's all about the 8th century uh, earthquake and how the, the piglet and other things uh, are evidence of that. And so uh, that was just... Uh, uh, Definitely congratulations to Chris for, for calling that, um, even before the archaeologists reported on it. Let's go straight to this video now presented by the Israel well, produced by the Israeli Antiquities Authority and in uh, conjunction with the City of David Foundation.
0: We are here on the eastern slopes of the City of David National Park where excavations have been exposing amazing remains dating back to the first temple period. To my left is the fortification of the city, dating to the first temple period. And to my right, a series of buildings which we have been exposing, which were originally constructed in the 8th century BCE and continued to exist until the Babylonian destruction in 586 BC. Very surprisingly, when we exposed the earliest remains within this building, we found a row of vessels. And from what we know historically, Jerusalem was not destroyed in this period we began to try and think of what could be behind this destruction and we found ourselves looking at the first verse in the book of Amos which mentions an earthquake. Remains of destructions from this earthquake were exposed in various sites in Israel, but this is the first time where we find remains in Jerusalem which could be related to that earthquake. Ridata, can button, the חזקה cola killing a לכאן בנו have מעל knew, וזה אפשר לנו the clay, את כל have to be פה to שולחן מאוד קטנים, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have 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 to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna
1: have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna have to be able to get the week, and we're gonna מאוד גדולים be בהם היה get the week, שלו we מיוחד בצורה של פרצוף to get the השתמרה and we are going to have to get the week If this is in fact related to the earthquake mentioned in Amos, this is the first time where such remains have been found in Jerusalem relating to the earthquake that was noted in the biblical text. So, as you can see there, this is a a very interesting site, 2,800 years ago, and it is a destruction a destruction without a burn layer. And they commented, of course, on these scriptures. i just like to read two of them. And these are the ones that directly mention the earthquake in the Bible. This is Amos 1 and verse 1. The words of Amos, who was among the herdmen of Tekoa, which he saw concerning Israel in the days of Uzziah, the king of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam the son of Joash, king of Israel, two years before the earthquake, and so it gives a timestamp to when Amos starts his mission. He was mainly a prophet sent to uh, the northern tribes of Israel, underneath the leadership of Jeroboam the second. Really, Jeroboam the is is probably the most dynamic uh, leader uh, of the northern tribes, probably since Jeroboam the uh, first. Just a tremendous. Uh, he, he well, he oversaw a tremendous increase in territory that was actually prophesied in the Bible in Second Kings chapter 14 by the prophet Jonah. We actually think, of, think about Jonah mainly in regards to his warning of Nineveh and him being inside of a fish uh, for three days and three nights. However, he had a, a prophetic warning before that, and that was to go to Jeroboam II and tell him that because of God's mercy on the northern tribes of Israel, and that there's no helper, that you're going to be raised up, and God is going to save, save the nation from going into captivity earlier through the hand of this carnal king, an unrighteous king in every respect. And yet, if you look at the historic and biblical, and then also archaeological evidence, this is something that indeed took place, uh, Jeroboam ruling over this vast territory, almost to the same size as King Solomon's territory, as described in the Bible. Um. And so this earthquake uh, took place two years after Amos started warning um, Jeroboam II. At the time, Uzziah was the king in Judah. And Uzziah, of course, he was one of the longest reigning kings uh, in Judah as well. And archaeological evidence, again, um, and historic uh, written evidence does prove that there was a very close relationship between Jeroboam and Uzziah uh, as well. And and we've written this up in our article, uh, Uncovering Biblical Jeroboam, and I'll leave a link to that in the show notes. So this is a direct mention of the earthquake here in the book of Amos, written in the middle of the 8th century. And Chris writes, the book contains prophecies of an earthquake-type destruction. Furthermore, the 8th century BCE prophet Isaiah also warned the city of David, of just such a dramatic earthquake. And he highlights this in Isaiah 29. But the other direct reference in the Bible is is something that took place 200 years after the earthquake. And so that's how big it was, that 200 years later, in the book of Zechariah, um, they're referencing this earthquake. And this is in Zechariah chapter 14, the last chapter of that book. And this is after the, the Jews had come back from Babylon. And Zechariah is saying that, uh, in the latter days, when the Messiah comes and he places his feet on the Mount of Olives and the Mount splits in two, then you're going to run. People are going to flee at that time. They're going to flee just like they did. I'll read the scripture. And you shall flee in the val- to the valley of the mountains. Yes, you shall flee like as you fled from before the earthquake in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. So this is impressive when you think about what they're finding in the city of David, which is just across the Kidron Valley from the Mount of Olives. And it says there that they fled during the days of Uzziah from this earthquake into the valley. And what they've found now is evidence of that. Evidence of that earthquake from 3,000 years ago. No, sorry, 2,800, 2,700 years ago. Chris writes uh, further on, Abundant evidence of this quake has been found all around Israel. Evidence at various sites included tilted, include tilted or collapsed walls, twisted and sunken floors, masonry, and stones split apart. Again, there is a common denominator, no burn layer or remains of weaponry as associated with a military destruction, all dating squarely to the middle of the 8th century BCE. Um, at this point, what I'd like to do this, and this is something that was shared on the Telesafi blog, uh, that is the most likely, or I think it is, uh, the location of biblical Gath, the chief city of the Philistines, <clears throat> Goliath's hometown, as it is known uh, more um, uh, colloquially, colloquially, I suppose. Um, this was a video that was made back in 2010 by the main excavator, uh, Dr. Professor Aramir. Uh, mayor of their of Barlan University, and uh, he goes through and and describes some evidence of this same destruction caused by an earthquake, middle of the eighth century, uh, as as well. So here is Mr. Doctor or Professor Aramir, uh, Mayor from two thousand ten.
2: We're on uh, ancient Gat of the Philistines, Tel Atsafi, and here we are. We see very very dramatic evidence of an earthquake which destroyed a brick wall. And you can see here the uh, bricks that fell to the side. They originally were placed on this stone foundation right over here. And then from the energy, the force of this earthquake, the brick wall was pushed over about two meters and then the bricks collapsed to the side. And you can see very nicely the bricks lying here in the state of disorder uh, in which they fell. Now, since we can date this wall to the mid 8th century BCE, this most probably is connected to the destruction, the earthquake destruction, which is mentioned in the book of Amos, chapter one, verse one, and perhaps also in the book of Isaiah, chapter six, verse four, in which we have um, evidence from the time of the uh, middle of the Judean monarchy, uh, reports on an earthquake of enormous magnitude, which destroyed many settlements. And from the energy that was necessary to move this wall In such a uh, dramatic way, um, the seismologists believe that we may have an earthquake, something like eight on the uh, Richter scale. And this is clearly a very, very impressive uh, piece of evidence for this event.
1: So again, more evidence, more evidence of a biblical event, this, this, uh, this evidence of an earthquake. <clears throat> they suggest, again, that this is somewhere in the eight range uh, on the Richter scale, so quite large. Its epicenter is most likely um, close or just north of Tel Dan or maybe uh, just north into Lebanon, the beka Valley, northern Becca Valley, middle of the beka Valley there going up. And it's spread all the way down to, to uh, the territory on the coast, Tel Asafi, close to the coast, and even into Jerusalem as well. So you have Chris's article. If you'd like to read more about this, evidence of Amos's earthquake discovered in Jerusalem. He has a larger feature about the earthquake itself written previously. It's entitled "Amos's Earthquake." Uh, sorry, "Amos's Earthquake: A Mountain of Evidence." We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we'll be talking about the discovery of the seal impression that relates to Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, a really important figure. Uh, from the time period of King Hezekiah.
2: This is Watch Jerusalem on kpcg.fm. Thank you for listening.
1: As I mentioned on the program a couple of weeks ago, the events surrounding King Sennacherib of Assyria's attack on southern Judah, or on Judah, and it's his attempt to take uh, Jerusalem as well, is one of the most corroborated events, biblical events, uh, based on history, historical sources, and also archaeology. And I would like to tell you about another figure from that history, from those stories in both uh, the Book of Kings, 2 Kings, and also, the book of Isaiah, another individual, uh, Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, and him most likely coming out of the ground once again, just joining the ranks of King Hezekiah, whose seal impression was found and unearthed in Jerusalem. And then when I say seal impression, I mean the actual stamp seal impression. If you like, you've got a seal made out of bone or, or stone or something like that. Or <clears throat> yeah, bone or stone mainly, and and then you have they're being incised and they to seal a document or to seal a a, a sack of some sort as well. Uh, that could have been the case with the Isaiah bulla. Um, they put their signature, uh, their seal impressed into clay, and that clay then hardens, and then thousands of years later, that clay seal impression can be uh, uncovered on an excavation, and so really what it is in a way to, to, to secure these biblical figures as being historic personalities, if you don't take the Bible at its word, and you need more evidence than that, um, then you have these seal impressions are a wonderful, a wonderful source to corroborate that these people were real people. So as I said, based on, we know Sennacherib was obviously a real person, the king of Assyria, he's been proven. He's got massive palaces to him and inscriptions galore to him. We know King Hezekiah, son of Ahaz, king of Judah, has been proven as well in in archaeological excavations of Dr. Elot Mazar. It's one of those finds that we we discuss uh, in this latest edition of the Watch Jerusalem magazine. Isaiah the prophet also, uh, he has been discovered. There'll be some that will try and debate that seal impression uh, as being belonging to Isaiah. But it says Isaiah, and also says the first three letters of prophet. And it's missing a couple of letters because it's been smudged by somebody's fingerprint. And so it's most likely, because it's found right next to King Hezekiah as well, Isaiah the prophet. So we have three of these major biblical figures. And if you're going to talk about maybe, let's say, the fourth most important figure in this story, or in this history, as recounted in three separate biblical accounts, then Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, is probably the man you'll be talking about. Now, he was, and the Bible describes him as the chief steward of the house or the palace uh, of King Hezekiah. He could be the prime minister, somebody that really directly uh, directly guides and oversees the running of the kingdom of the of the. Uh, let's say, of the royal, royal side of it, uh, make sure that the king's palace is all uh, fitted out with what it needs, um, helps with affairs. And if you look in the Bible, this is somebody that's mentioned nine separate times. That's quite a lot. That's quite a lot for a figure that, let's say, isn't you know, David or a king, Josiah, King Hezekiah or a prophet. To be mentioned nine times is quite important. And most of those times, he's mentioned as Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah. Now, he's also mentioned in, uh, as working together with two other individuals, Joah and also <clears throat> Joah, the son of Asaph, and also Shebna. Shebna, who is the, the scribe at this point, at least in the history, and um, Joah the Recorder, I think it was, as it says in the King James, uh, or in the English English Bible. So these three individuals were really critical at conveying messages between Sennacherib's men and the high officials of Assyria that were down there in Judah trying to take over, and also Isaiah the prophet and King Hezekiah. This is just one verse that relates to... um, this Eliakim. This is Second Kings eighteen verse twenty six. It says, "Then said Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, and Shebna and Joah unto Rebsheker, who was uh, the man that was in kind of command uh, of the uh, of Snakerib's or Snakerib's emissary. Let's put it that way, to the Jews in Jerusalem. And so that that's how he's referred to." He's also referred to this man in a very compelling passage in Isaiah 22. Isaiah chapter 22 is, is at least in, in the chronology of the book of Isaiah, happens before the events in, in, uh, in Isaiah 37, 38, and 39. They're the chapters that, that refer to the, the, um, the story or the narrative of, of Hezekiah and, and what would happen as Sennacherib is coming down to try and take over Jerusalem, taking over Lachish, and so on. Um, but he's mentioned in chapter 22. And at that point in chapter 22, it talks about Shebna as being the one that was over the house. He was the more, more important official. But then it says, uh, I think from verse 20 onwards, it says that in that day, I will take Eliakim, the, the son of Hilkiah. And so he is going to take over that role. He is going to be the one that is the keeper of the royal house, of the royal dynasty of of King David, Hezekiah being the king that sits on that throne uh, later on uh, after King David. It says this in chapter 22 and verse 20 to 22, And it shall come to pass in that day that I'll call my servant Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, and I'll clothe him with your robe, speaking of Shebna, and bind him with your girdle, and I will commit your government into his hand, and he shall be the father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah, and the key to the house of David will I lay upon his shoulder, and he shall open, and none shall shut, and he shall shut, and none shall open. And so there was a burden that that was given to Eliakim. He was raised raised to be um, directly, directly over the palace affairs of King Hezekiah. And his father is drawn attention to as well. As being the son of Hilkiah. Now, has this man been discovered? And that's what I've entitled this article that we published uh, last uh, Thursday, I think it was. Has the seal impression of the biblical Eliakim, son of Hilkiah, been discovered? And I'd just like to read a couple of paragraphs, and then I'll discuss it a bit more. Excavations at Talachish have unearthed two identical seal impressions that scholars believe may belong to the chief steward of King Hezekiah. Known from 2 Kings and the book of Isaiah, Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah, is mentioned as holding the keys to the royal house of David. He was also critical at conveying messages between King Hezekiah and the Assyrian emperor Sennacherib's officials during the latter's failed campaign to take Jerusalem in the late 8th century BCE. All totaled, he's mentioned nine times. The beautiful, beautifully crafted seal impressions belong to Eliakim, uh, Belonging to Eliakim were well, unearthed in 2014 during renewed excavations at Tel Hish, led by Hebrew Universities Joseph Garfinkel, Michael G. Hazel, and Martin G. Klingbeil of Southern Adventist University. A report authored by the excavating archaeologist, as well as by Nestor H. Uh, Petruk. Petrarch, appeared in the May 2019 issue of Bulletin of the American Schools of Oriental Research, or ASOR. Um, <clears throat> I think I need to change that, actually. I don't think they're called that anymore. Uh, but has largely been overlooked in popular reporting. And it was overlooked by me. I did not even know about this until last Thursday. This SEAL impression. So I went back and I printed out uh, this uh, this report by these scholars and um, and uh, Professor Garfinkel was kind enough to send some high-quality images uh, of the seal impression over and I'll show them if you're watching the YouTube stream uh, or, the, or this program on YouTube, the video. You can see how beautifully crafted this, this seal impression is. So what does it say and where was it found specifically? So it was found, let's put it this way, in Lachish. This is, or Lachish, uh, if, you're, if you say it how us English people say it. Um, this is a major city, second largest city or second most prominent city during the time of Sennacherib's campaign. And it was one of the cities that was last to fall before Jerusalem uh, would be or attempted to destroy Jerusalem. And it was destroyed. We have proof for this uh, everywhere at Lachish. We have proof, to the, proof of this on Nineveh, inside Nineveh, the capital, one of the capitals of the Assyrian Empire as well. If you've been to the British Museum, uh, you've seen the Lachish Wall Reliefs, which show biblical people from the Bible, period. The Judeans being taken uh, by the Assyrians, being killed by the Assyrians, the ramparts that are being uh, created to take over and besiege Lachish. And Lachish was destroyed. And Lachish Level 3, the destruction there, this is where This relates to the destruction of Sennacherib. This is where these seal impressions were found. So these are people, uh, these seal impressions, and there were others that were found in this, this area as well, inside this destruction there. They are from the time period of Hezekiah, 100%, definitely. And they were found, one of these was found in situ. So actually in the excavation, they found a beautiful little juglet. And inside the juglet, they found one of these seal impressions. And after they found that, they decided they're going to sift this whole area around this room, uh, inside this room and across a doorway, the threshold of a doorway that was sent to Jerusalem to be sifted at the uh, Emek Tsurim sifting facility there. And they found another one, identical. And so we know that this is found in the right archaeological context. This is not a seal impression that came up on the antiquities market. What does it say? <clears throat> because it doesn't say, I wish it did, but it doesn't. Perhaps there's a story to that as well. Uh, it doesn't say belonging to Eliakim, son of Hilkiah. Instead, it says belonging to Eliakim, Jehozara, And it's missing the, uh, the son of, or the Ben. Uh, that's not there. That doesn't have to be there, often uh, on seal impressions. Um, that is assumed or implied, King Hezekiah uh, his seal impression found in Jerusalem again, that doesn't have king, or it doesn't have Hezekiah, son of, or Ben, uh, Ahaz. It just has Hezekiah, Ahaz, king of Judah. So, but it's implied, obviously, we know that Hezekiah was the son of Ahaz. And so we can see here that Eliakim is most likely the son of this man, Yehozorah. Yehozorah. So, is this, like him, the son of Hilkiah? Continuing from the article, I say, I write, In their report, the excavators note that the name Jehozara does not appear anywhere in the Bible, yet it does appear on another seal impression that surfaced on the Antiquities Market in 1974. Although it wasn't found in controlled archaeological excavation, this Yehozara impression is considered to be authentic by scholars and is dated epigraphically to the time of Hezekiah. So, A lot of scholars have come together and looked at this seal impression of of this other seal impression that we're talking about that does mention Yehazara, and they believe it is a real, authentic seal impression, probably discovered somewhere around Hebron area, is what they believe. And what does this seal impression say? It says, belonging to uh, Yehazara, son of Hilkiah, servant of Hezekiah. And so... This is again somebody that does not appear in the biblical record Jehozara he does appear on some seal impressions and yet you do have with these seal impressions <clears throat> most notably the name Hilkiah being mentioned as the father of Jehozara who was a servant of Hezekiah so we're in the right period and we're somewhere someone important inside the royal court of King Hezekiah who ruled for about 30 years quite a long time and then you also have a Eliakim, son of Yehazara, being found in the destruction layer, two of the seal impressions being found in the destruction layer at Lachish. <clears throat> and so combining these two seal impressions is what the scholars do. They see three generations, Eliakim, son of Jehozara, son of Hilkiah. And if this is the case, it is that Hilkiah was actually the grandfather to Eliakim not the immediate father. And the Bible does allow for such a jump. And Garfinkel and, and the others, they, they give, I think, five or six examples in the Bible how when it's giving a genealogy of some sort, that sometimes if the father themselves isn't, isn't a relatively important figure and the grandfather is an important figure, then it says directly, son, whoever that is, son of, and the grandfather. Ben, the grandfather, skipping the generation in the middle. And what they would say is based on these two seal impressions and based on what the Bible says, perhaps we have this same type of phenomena happening with Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah. And it is interesting, if you look into the biblical text, um, the amount of times that the son of Hilkiah is mentioned. And it also mentions in the prophecy in Isaiah 22 that the glory of Eliakim's father's house will be laid upon him and so or hung upon him it says and so this Hilkiah was an important figure and so it makes sense then if this Yehozarah isn't an important figure and God wants to draw attention to the fact that Eliakim has this Hilkiah in his lineage and is the direct successor of this famous Hilkiah it makes sense then to just call him the son of Hilkiah the Bible draws attention to Hilkiah in a way that that the Bible does not draw attention to the fathers of those other two individuals that Eliakim is mentioned with. Joah, his father Asaph, is mentioned occasionally. Shebna's father is never mentioned in the Bible. This is what Garfinkel, Haziel, and Klingbeil, and Petruch conclude about their discussion of whether or not it is this individual, <clears throat> whether this seal impression belongs to Eliakim, the son of Hilkiah. They say this, Thus it is possible that the bullae, meaning two of them, right, from Lachish, presented here, stem from the personal seal of Eliakim, the royal steward in the, in the time of Hezekiah, son of Jehozarah, not mentioned in the Bible, but on the bulla from the museum, or from the Antiquities of Market, and the grandson of Hilkiah also mentioned in 2 Kings 18 verse 18 and mentioned 2 Kings uh, in Isaiah chapter 22 and Isaiah chapter 37 and so on. And so just a really amazing validation of this genealogy of an important figure again in this, in this epic moment in Judah's history when God miraculously came to the aid of the Jews because of Hezekiah's repentance basically and him turning to Isaiah and asking for help and turning to God, and God delivered them. This, the, the, the ramifications of Judah not going into captivity at that time are massive in terms of the way that the Bible would be preserved, uh, in terms of the Jewish people being preserved as a nation, in terms of uh, people being allowed uh, during the time of Cyrus, the Persians, to come back to rebuild and establish themselves so that the Jews could be here in 2,000 2000 years ago. All of that likely, I mean, it happened, so it's hard to have a hypothetical here. But if they go into captivity with the northern tribes of Israel, they get split up in the Assyrian Empire, not the Babylonian Empire. The Babylonian Empire worked differently. The Assyrians would split them up, put them here, there, everywhere. They would likely be deported and sent somewhere else. And yet the Babylonians took the southern tribes the jews into captivity and they stayed relatively together close to babylon and elsewhere and they weren't replaced as a people inside this territory in fact the land lay relatively fallow for those 70 years that were prophesied to happen by jeremiah the prophet before they were sent back under the leadership of zerubbabel and then they would come back and establish a province at first underneath the persians and that would continue and grow for 500 years until they became a nation a few hundred years after that time. And that would likely not happen had not God intervened during the time of Hezekiah to save them and to give them another hundred years plus in the land. So it was incredibly important, this event. And here we have another individual that is being proven by archaeological excavation and showing that this is an accurate historical narrative. Now, again, as I talked about last time, I am absolutely blown away at how many individuals um, have been or what corroborating evidence there is of this narrative involving God's miraculous deliverance of King Hezekiah. And it is getting to the point, and Jerusalem really, and it is getting to the point, I feel like God is intent on making it more and more and more obvious that it's an accurate historical event. I'm waiting for some inscription. And this is probably what it's going to take to convince the the, um, many people uh, that that Hezekiah's army fled, or Hezekiah's army was destroyed, I should say, as the Bible says, it might actually take an inscription that actually says, 180,000 troops were killed by an angel of God, or something like that, before they will believe it. But, God is just producing, and archaeology is producing evidence after evidence after evidence, to show that this is an accurate historical event of miraculous deliverance of putting to flight, or killing, and then putting to flight Sennacherib, who boasts himself of being the emperor of the world. And he was. But he couldn't take Jerusalem. And he couldn't snuff out the line of King David. And the line of King David is a promise that God had made uh, to him that it would never die. And Jerusalem was saved because of... Uh, well, Jerusalem's sake, this is the city that God had chosen at that time. Also on this seal impression, which I think is is quite interesting, is this beautiful, uh, or two beautiful, beautifully crafted animals. We t- refer to them as a grazing doe or a drinking doe or something like this, some type of a female deer with both their heads that are meeting in the middle and their heads are pointed down. And in this paper... Uh, by these by these archaeologists, they talk about the significance of that, and they try and show that this was, this is an image that is not related to fertility. It's not a it's not a god. It's not a way of. It's not an image that would be forbidden. Um, this was an image that appears on other seal impressions. It actually appears part of it on the seal impression of Isaiah the prophet himself. It appears on the seal impression of one Shebna, <clears throat> also uh, that was found. Um, uh, further towards the towards the south, I forget the excavation. And so we have a handful of these seal impressions, more than that, probably a dozen seal impressions that feature this image of not a lion or some or not a, you know, some deity or something that could be uh, worshipped, but a soft uh, uh, female deer, harmless, that is in the act of drinking or eating something from the ground and this is what they say the just uh, just a quote here uh, from the archaeologist it stands to question if this persisting motif of this grazing dough is not an indicator for an intentional royal strategy to preserve the religious and political national identity meaning that this was this was a symbol of Judah At this time period, to in a way to give it a symbol that would preserve the, as they say, the religious and political national unity. It's kind of like the icon, the icon that exists on all these seal impressions. And I think it's an amazing, amazing motif when you consider the book of Isaiah and who was alive at the same time as these individuals and who featured on his seal impression this grazing doe on the very front first register. Of, of the three lines it it really does parallel the beautiful majestic scriptures verses and passages in isaiah which discusses a millennial setting a time when animals will and those predatorial animals won't be predators anymore a time when wolf lamb lion uh, cow all these animals will be dwelling together and really it's it's quite remarkable to me to to, to see what the the political, religious image or uh, motif of the day is back then, as indicated by these seal impressions such as the grazing doe, and then read through these passages of scripture in the book of Isaiah that really highlight this same type of same type of spirit of peace. Um, and that is of course a prophecy of the future. Um, but it was also I think what they were going for back then. Why not? Why not have the royal throne of David, King Hezekiah on the throne, listening to god 's prophet, Isaiah, at least for a time, and then spreading out this message of peace uh, that would come uh, from Jerusalem. That would something that he thought was something that he prophesied for the future. But as all of god 's people have done throughout history, even though that is a future event. They try and make that future event uh, take place within the realm of their power, within the realm of their jurisdiction, whether it's their family, whether it's uh, land that you, you own, you try and live by the laws that will be there in the future, that bring peace and, and um, every uh, comfort as well, productivity. Or if you're the king of, of the southern kingdom of Judah, and you've got a close relationship with with God's man Isaiah then you are attempting to do that inside your kingdom and here you have the motto or the the motif of of the kingdom being representative of that and appearing on all these seal impressions it is i believe absolutely beautiful if you want to look at some passages of scripture you can look at Isaiah chapter 11 verse 6 Isaiah chapter 13 and verse 14 And Isaiah 35 and verse 6 all reference these type of animals and the peace that will exist in the future. And something that Isaiah, again, was really, uh, and Hezekiah were trying to uh, replicate as best they could during their time as well. So this is a really interesting uh, discovery of seal impression that, according to me, uh, in my opinion, does belong to Eliakim, uh, the son of Hilkiah, um, and then just the way that it does draw attention to the prophesied peace of the millennial setting that will come uh, when the Messiah comes. And that prophecy is all through, all through the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7 talks about the peace that will, there'll be no end to peace that comes when, when the Messiah comes. And then Isaiah chapter 11, and obviously talking about the nature of even the animals that will be changed as well at that time. Amazing discoveries in biblical archaeology um, coming out. Of the ground still, I mean, this country has been excavated quite a lot, but there is so much more that is yet to be discovered. And every week, it seems there is something new from the biblical period that does either confirm or or highlight or or illustrate life as it was back then during biblical times. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. If you would like to send some feedback to me, you can write your email to letters at watchjerusalem.co.il. Don't forget also if you want a copy of this tribute issue to the discoveries of Dr. Elot Mazar in Jerusalem to also include that request in your emails. Thanks again for listening and have a good week.